Don't let your ego get in the way. Be polite. Build trust. That's be empathetic. Set prioritized reasonable goals so that you can be calm. And number four, walk away if necessary. Be patient. Are you feeling uncertain about selling your home? Do you wonder what needs to be done to get it sold, what you could sell it for, and how to get an acceptable offer? If that's the case, then Get Me Ready to Sell is the podcast just for you. Your host, Jeff Jones, is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur, and he can help you gain the confidence you deserve to successfully sell your home. Here's Jeff. Hey, thanks for joining me for this episode of the Get Me Ready to Sell podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about best practices for negotiating the deal that you want. Several years ago, I went through the, the certification for the Real Estate Negotiation Expert, that's R-E-N-E, uh, sponsored by the Real Estate Business Institute. Through that, I was able to learn some skills and some techniques to help me negotiate on the best interest and behalf of my clients, whether it's people like you selling a home or buying a home. And today, here's my version of what I consider to be four techniques or best practices for getting the best deal that you want. Number one, you need to, to let me say that again. Number one, don't let ego get in the way. It's really easy to let our ego get in the way when we're negotiating a deal, whether it's selling a house, buying a house, buying a car, uh, picking out a pet for a child, whatever it is, trying to negotiate that deal, our egos want to get in the way, especially if it's our house. And if it's a house that we have truly made a home that we've done a lot of work in, maybe we built the house from scratch or we did some remodeling or we have lots of memories in there. We have an idea of the value that that house or that property is to us it might not have that same type of value to the person looking to buy it. So it's really easy for our egos to get in the way because we know what this is worth. We know what we're going to, what we want to take for it, what we're willing to do uh, otherwise to help get it sold. But our egos get in the way. And part of that is because we take things personally. So to keep your ego out of the way, don't take things personally. Um, any challenge to the details of an offer aren't targeted towards you personally for who you are, for your background, for the color of your skin, for your gender, for any of those things. Don't take it personal when you're negotiating because that gives the other side the upper hand. You want to make sure that in keeping your ego in check is you keep yourself out of it personally. They're not attacking the person don't make it about the person, make it about the details of the deal. And personalities can get in the way. That's another problem with egos is that personalities tend to rub each other. You've, you've probably been in a situation, whether it's a boss or a spouse or a friend or a neighbor, where the personalities just get in the way. Somebody is really big and loud and overbearing and somebody else may be quiet and reserved and they there's just this tension. Um, that's why if you've partnered with a professional that you have an agent representing you and there's an agent representing the buyer, that those two agents are the ones handling negotiating on your behalf. You don't have to do that. 
Now, you still need to not let your ego get in the way and think that when your agent is coming to you with an, a counter offer or a negotiation piece from the other side, that that agent is siding with them uh, and you go out and attack the agent for delivering the other side of the negotiation. That's our job. Our job is to bring that information to you. We can't decide on your behalf, but we're the ones that handle the back and forth. So you're not caught up in that. You're not sitting down face to face with the buyer and trying to hammer and work all this stuff out. The agents are doing that so that you are protected from having to do that. However, your ego can still get in the way. Personalities can still uh, rub each other wrong. Uh, they can get in the way. Sometimes it's, it's my personality as the agent or, your, or whoever your agent is. They get in the way of the personality of the other agent or could get in the way of your personality. There's lots of places that can come into being, but just make sure that you keep your ego in check and keep your ego out of the way. The best way I know to keep your ego out of the way is to be polite. Just be polite. Treat the other side with respect, whether that other side is your agent talking to you to negotiate on your behalf or whether it's the, the other, the buyer or the other agent. Even the, the, what you send back to the other side as your response to their request, their offer, needs to be polite. Uh, don't take it out on them because they ask for a lower price or they ask for some repair work to be done or the property didn't appraise for what you had agreed to sell it for. Um, just be polite. You know, politeness, <laughs> politeness doesn't diminish your position. Just being polite doesn't put you in a position of looking weak or to diminish what you bring to the table and what you have to offer. Sometimes I think we find it difficult to be polite because we think that politeness is giving in. And politeness means that, well, we, we're giving up. We don't care. That's not what politeness is. Politeness is offered through a position of strength. You are polite to that person. The same thing with a, a child. I, we have a almost 16 month old granddaughter and she is uh, definitely um, a phrase my grandmother would say is feeling her oats. Uh, she has her idea of how things are to happen. Uh, we were with them this past weekend and it was raining outside just a little bit, but the sidewalk was wet and she wanted to get out in her sock feet and walk on the sidewalk. And her mom and her grandmother weren't interested in letting her do that. Well, I took her out on the front porch and she wanted, she grabbed my hand because she knew that to go down the steps or to walk close to the edge, she needed to hold my hand. So she reached up to get my hand and she was doing everything she could to get me to, to take her down the steps and out onto the wet sidewalk. Well, that's not a big deal, but I didn't give in to her for that. So I went down a couple of steps and I sat down and I made her sit down on the top step next to me. Things were going great. Well, she decides that she wants to go down another step. So she gets my hand and she stands up and she starts to move. And I gently did not let her move any further. And she sat back down pitching a fit. Now, I could have been a mean ogre and, you know, pointed out to her all the reasons why not. But I was still polite. Now, that politeness didn't make me look weak. That politeness was offered out of a position of strength. I'm a whole lot bigger than she is. 
uh, heavier, taller, all those things. I'm a whole lot bigger than she is. I definitely had the position of strength in that situation, but I was still polite with her. I was firm. I didn't let her get her way, but I also wasn't overbearing. Um, I didn't see it as a challenge to my ego or to my authority. So in negotiating, especially when it comes to selling your home, keep your ego in check. And the best way I think you can do that is to remember that you're going to always be polite. Um, I, I, that's kind of a, a line from a movie that I really like. Um, and uh, it's uh, Patrick Swayze. Um, I'm already drawing a blank on the name of the movie. I don't know why I'm doing that. Uh, but it's kind of cool where he's a bouncer in a in a club and his deal is telling all the other bouncers what they're supposed to do. And at the end of the day, he says, but above all else, be polite. Um, so remember that when you're negotiating is that you need to be polite. Hey, thanks for listening so far. I just want to make sure that you know about readytosellscore.com. On that website, you'll choose some statements that best describe how ready you are to sell your home. Then you'll get a customized list of items of things that you need to do to actually get ready to sell your home. I look forward to being able to help you any way I can. Now back to the show. The second best practice that I have for negotiating to get the deal that you want is to build trust. You need to build trust so that the other side knows that you're not out to get them. A great negotiation is not somebody winning everything and somebody losing everything. A great negotiation is both sides walking away content that they got something they could live with. Maybe not everything they wanted, but they also didn't lose what were their priorities. So build trust. You build trust one way by under promise and over deliver. Under promise and over deliver. Don't commit to everything up front, but have some things that you can give later on. Uh, I'm selling a house. So we have a house under contract. A home warranty was replacing uh, two garage door uh, motors in the whole system, not the door, but the whole system for getting the doors up. There's three on this particular garage. Well, I think it was going to cost like $450 to have another one put in. So the seller had the home warranty part replaced the two that were broken and went on and paid for the third one. Now, was that something that they had to do? No, it wasn't something they had to do. The buyer didn't ask for that, but it was a minimal amount of money. And it made sense that if you're replacing two of these three and they're all three the same age, we could have waited until that one broke and the home warranty for the buyer kicked in and replaced it. But you know what? It's just kind of a good thing to do. 450 bucks for a, you know, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar home wasn't that going to wasn't going to break the bank in that. So that's one of those things that the seller did was that they over delivered in not only what they said they were going to do of getting the two broken ones replaced, went on and replaced the third one. That's going to add some value if somewhere down the road we have to negotiate because uh, we have to extend a deadline or we have to any other kind of negotiations in there. We've begun to build trust in, with that buyer because we've over delivered what we said we were going to do. They knew the repairs were going to be made for the broken ones, but we over delivered there. That goes a long way in building trust. Another way to build trust is to make sure that you listen listen, listen. Don't try to be the one doing all the talking. And if you have an agent working for you, make sure that they're demonstrating this. 
What is it that the other side really wants? Listen to their story. Listen to their needs. Listen to what their requirements are. The buyer is going to have requirements from the lender. There's only going to be allowed a certain amount of money to borrow. They only have a certain amount of money put down on the house. All those things, they are limited in the price based on the amount of cash they have on hand and what their lender is going to be able to offer to them. Uh, those are going to be fixed for them. If you want ten dollars or $20,000 more and they just can't get it, they're just not going to be able to get it. And they may need to be looking at a different home and that's okay too. But just know that in building trust, you need to listen to what the other side has to say and not be so eager to say what it is you want to be saying to get your point across. The bottom line about how to build trust is to be empathetic without compromising your goals. Be empathetic. I've been where you are. I understand that we have a limited budget. I understand that you have a time frame that you need to be out of the apartment that you're renting or your house is selling and it's going to be closing and you need a place to go and we've got to work through some details. You understand those things. So make sure you're empathetic in this process and that you put yourself in the shoes of the other side. Be empathetic to them, but make sure it doesn't compromise your goals. The third best practice for negotiating what you want out of a deal is to set prioritized, reasonable goals. I just mentioned those in building trust that be empathetic without compromising your goals, but you have to know what those goals are. So, and it's strategic in the words that I used. Prioritized, reasonable goals. Prioritized and reasonable. What's the most important and make sure they're reasonable. If your home is only going to be potentially valued by an appraisal and your agent can help you determine that based off a comparative market analysis, a CMA of what other properties in your area have sold for. If the best CMA says that your house is going to sell for $350,000, don't try listing it for $400,000. That's not reasonable. Be reasonable in the process. Now, you may have to sell it for a certain amount of money to get what you're going to go to next. Be reasonable in those goals. You might not be able to get out of it what you want to get out of it. Had a property for sale um, a year or so ago that the sellers needed to get a certain amount out of it to be able to move toward what they were doing next. We had the house on the market for six months and we ended up uh, letting that expire because they didn't have to make the move and the market wasn't letting them really get any kind of close offers to what it was that they wanted. Now, based on the CMA as best as we could do, the type of property it was, where it was located, I thought we had a pretty good price for the property, but we just couldn't get any offers. They just weren't coming. Uh, I don't even know if a lower price would, but the CMA was good and they had a price point of a goal that they couldn't go below. So we didn't do any significant price drops because like I said, it wasn't a, a have to sale. It was a kind of a, hey, if we can sell it and get what we want, we're going to move. If we can't, we're fine staying here. So that's all it was, was a testing. And apparently um, God had other plans for them to stay put at least for a while where they were or where they currently are. Um, so in your prioritized, reasonable goals, uh, you need to predetermine what is the lowest valued deal that you're willing to take that you're going to accept. Have that conversation with your agent. 
Now your agent has your realtor, their loyalty to you prevents them from telling anybody that you have a house that's possibly you could get $350,000 for you would take $330,000 for it. You need to know that ahead of time. Now your agent's not going to go to the other side and say, Hey, I think you can offer less money and they'll take it. Now, if you have a reputable agent who's doing their job and their realtor living by their code of ethics, they're not going to reveal that to anybody. That's just for you to know. That way, if you get an offer for $345,000, they're not asking for any repairs and it's going to be a pretty quick closing. You can tell that they're easily qualified, pre-qualified. There shouldn't be any problems with them buying the house. And you haven't had any other offers and the house has been on the market for 30 days. You may be willing to take that because you already predetermined ahead of time what you would be willing to take as a bottom line of what the least valued offer that you'd be willing to take. And when I say value, it's not just about price. It's all the other elements involved in it. Repairs, appraisal, time frame, all those different things. It's not just the sale price. So don't get hung up on that as much as the value of the whole deal. Um, so, um, just be, be just have already decided, be, have predetermined what that lowest value deal you're willing to accept and then remain firm, remain firm in what your goals are. Um, and when you're firm, it removes the perception of weakness. Again, politeness is not weakness and firm is not mean. Okay. Firm just says, I'm, I'm not negotiating here. I'm not willing to, to move below this particular point and you can remain firm with your agent and your agent and the other side, the agent representing the buyers uh, can work those things out, but you're not willing to budge on those. And it's not a sign of weakness. Um, and it removes any sign of weakness when you are willing to remain firm. Talking about my granddaughter, my wife and I work with preschoolers in our church. Uh, and you know, we're, our, our daughters are around 30 or a little over 30 now. Um, and one of the things that, that I remind them of and that I tell other parents is um, the best way from my perspective of raising your kids is to be consistent, to be firm and to uh, apologize when you make mistakes. Kids are going to push those boundaries. And if they know that they can always get you to change them, just like with Oakland this past weekend, she wanted to get out and walk in the water and walk in on the wet. And none of us would let her. We remained firm in that. Um, she wanted to push those boundaries, but we remained consistent and we remained firm in that. And you're going to blow it as a parent. So when you do, apologize for that. Admit you made a mistake. Now, later on, we didn't let her walk out in the rain. And it was just a really small mist that was coming down, just a light rain. I carried her out and I stood on the sidewalk and let her feel the rain just to let her know why we weren't letting her do those things. Uh, but when you've got those goals that are established and you remain firm in those goals, it's going to remove any perception or uh, of weakness on your part. And because you have set uh, prioritized, you know, the value where they are in there and their reasonable goals, you can remain calm. When the other side brings you, an offer that is just ridiculous. Remain calm. You've already determined, you've predetermined your prioritized goals, reasonable goals. You know what those are. You don't have to lose it. 
to lose your mind or get all upset when somebody comes back and they haven't measured up to that. It's not, and it's not about the person. Again, remember, we've removed the person from the equation. It's not about them. It's about the details. And those details don't even come close. So it's very easy for you not to um, let your ego get in the way and also for you to continue to build trust because you've listened to them. Um, and those goals allow you to remain calm. So just be calm through that process. And when you're calm, that's going to help facilitate persuasion and compromise with the other side because you didn't lose it, because you responded empathetically, you responded appropriately. Matter of fact, here's just the details. Uh, that's how you want to, to move forward in that. Um, and it's easy to remain calm when you're prepared. So make sure that you have those predetermined, prioritized goals that you know are the non-negotiables in the process. Okay, the number four best practice for negotiating to get the deal that you want is to walk away if necessary. Walk away if necessary. And it might be necessary for you to walk away. You need to be willing to let this deal go because it's just not even getting close. When you're giving something in a negotiation, make sure you're getting something back. It's just not about giving all the time. You've got to be able to get something back. Now, the illustration I used earlier about the garage door, uh, garage doors being replaced, replacing one that wasn't necessary to be replaced other than it was just old. We've given something already. Now, we might not get anything back from it, but part of that was the opportunity to be able to say, we well, you know we've done, we've done this. We're, we're willing to work with you to make this deal happen. So now we have a little negotiating room. If the sellers, if the buyers come back with a request, we can push back on some of that because we've already gone above and beyond what was required of us. And we'd be asking them to do the same thing. So give only if you get and make sure that you challenge the facts, not the person, just the facts. Keep it about the details. Keep the personalities out of it. Keep the individuals out of it. Just make it about the facts about the deal. Um, and if those facts don't work out to where it's an offer that you can accept, it is okay to walk away. Uh, you'll find that deal out there, hopefully. Uh, I've talked about the sellers that we couldn't find a buyer at their price point with what minimum that they had in the deal. Uh, you might be able to find something. You might not be able to find something. Um, but challenge the facts in the in this whole process and keep it about those details. And then to walk away if necessary, be patient. Be patient. This might not be the deal for you. Uh, the buyers might come around a little bit later on and go, you know what? I, I, I really do think that we can make this happen. Here's what we've got to do. So again, you can be patient um, demonstrating that you're ready to walk away if necessary. You've been empathetic. You've been building trust. You've not let your ego get in the way. Um, you've got those goals so you, that you've been calm through this whole process. Uh, it might be time to walk away or just to kind of sit back and be patient and let the other side decide that, hey, this is the best deal that we're going to get and we can make it work. Just because you have an accepted offer on a property doesn't mean the deal is going to close and it doesn't mean that all of the decisions have been made. 
There are multiple places throughout um, a deal, an accepted deal, that you might have to come back to negotiate different things. Once the inspection is done, if the buyer is getting a home inspection, once that inspection is complete, they're likely to submit a list to you of repairs they would like to have made. Then you negotiate. You either do all of them, you push back and say, I'll only do this, this, these, or I'll only spend this much money. Which ones do you want? There's all kinds of ways to negotiate. But the whole deal is up for negotiating again once that happens. Uh, you can negotiate all kinds of things, uh, sale price, uh, closing deadline, all those things. Everything is back on the table when you negotiate. When you've moved beyond the, the inspection and agreed, have an agreement on what those repairs are, then the appraisal kicks in. Uh, the appraisal could come back more than the list, more than the agreed upon sales price, or it could come back less. If it's more, that's just equity that the buyer is going to get in the process. If it's less, the buyer is likely to come back and ask you, ask the seller to decrease the sale price to match what the appraisal is because the it appraises for $300,000 and their lender is offering them you know, 93, 97% of that value of, of that appraised value of $300,000. That's going to mean oh, what, 90, uh, let's see, 3% is going to be 9,000. So they're going to be offering them $291,000 to lump, to borrow. Uh, if you're selling it for 320, they have to come up with a difference for 320. They're likely to come back and ask you to decrease your price, your agreed upon price of 320 to get it down to 300. What is, is what, because that's what it appraised for. You negotiate in that process. If there is a hiccup anywhere along the way with the lender being, uh, getting the buyer approved or some paperwork being done, you might have to negotiate an extended closing date, or uh, you might need to have more time in the home after close to get out of it because you needed that money for whatever you're doing next. All kinds of things can come up just because you have an accepted deal and you have a closing deadline in place doesn't mean you're finished. There could be some more negotiating in that process. So I suggest that you remember these four best practices for negotiating to get the best deal that you want. Don't let your ego get in the way. Be polite. Build trust. That's be empathetic. Set prioritized reasonable goals so that you can be calm. And number four, walk away if necessary. Be patient. This may not be the deal or this may not be the time for the deal. Those were my suggestions, my best practices for negotiating that deal. Now, if you have me or another agent representing you, we're doing this for you. We're reminding you of these things and we're doing all the negotiating on your behalf so that you're not having to handle all the details in the back and forth. We're coming to you for those things. Hey, I hope this has been helpful. If it has, I appreciate it if you would like this, leave us a review um, on our either on the YouTube if you're watching this or on the whatever platform you're listening to it on. Or you can go to getmereadytosell.com and there's a link there that lets you do a review so that others will find this podcast and hopefully find it helpful like you found it helpful. Hope you have a blessed day. And if I can help you get your home sold, 
either in my market or wherever you are. I have a network of agents across the nation that I work with that I'm able to and happily can find you an agent who can help you negotiate your best deal for getting your home sold.